100 candles glowed in the room around the corner as windows displayed Japan's picturesque summer night. Two samurai, one in green robes, the other in blue, sat on the floor beside a table and a servant sat beside the door. They faced the door. The servant slid it open, revealing an old samurai in white. The white samurai nodded to the servant. Tanaka, the servant gave a toothy smile, giggled, and bowed. The wolf has gotten older, the green samurai said. The blue samurai smirked, and louder, the white samurai entered and sat at the table. Tanaka closed the door. The white samurai studied the others. The wolf may be older, but you two are as pretentious as the day I trained you. Their mouths widened to a grin. The wolf chuckled. Let the ritual begin. The ritual was Japan's Hyaku Monogatari, 100 stories. And this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, episode 100, Japan's Hyakumonogatari, 100 Stories. I am Kamuwala Kaneshiro, a native Hawaiian professional writer, speaker, and Comic-Con panelist with extensive film and television experience. I study mythology, I've encountered unusual things, and I'm a geek. While technically this is episode 102, our bonus episodes don't count. So... This is episode 100. I've been thinking about this episode years before publishing our episode 1, because what better way to celebrate episode 100 than the Japanese 100-story ritual that's always intrigued me. Hyakumonogatari, or 100 Tales, is a game that some believe was an evocation ritual. It may have started in the 11th century, when Kyoto was invaded by supernatural beings during an event known as the 100 Demons Night Parade. Basically, Hyakumonogatari begins at midnight with 100 lit candles. Participants tell the ghost story, then blow out a candle. When the last candle is extinguished, you may experience something supernatural. Since the candles are the only light source, the atmosphere gets creepier. I was also told since it's an evocation ritual, it serves as a beacon for spirits to dwell in the room's shadows. Now, it is believed Japan's hot summer nights with a full moon were the most supernaturally charged, but others say the new moon is best since it's completely dark. So aside from Hyakumonogatari possibly being based on an actual demon invasion, why was this practiced? You see, back in the day, this was practiced by samurai to test their courage. While modern versions of Hyakumonogatari have candles in the middle of the room, circled by participants, the traditional setup was way scarier. You needed two rooms, but three were ideal, and the three rooms formed an L shape. The first room was where samurais remained, and no weapons were needed. So, much like the tree on Dagobah in The Empire Strikes Back. But since samurai were brave, but not that brave, 
they often took their weapons, much like Luke in The Empire Strikes Back. The Summonai's adjacent room was empty, but the third around the corner had the 100 lit candles in wooden framed paper lanterns. If you only have two rooms, the candles are next to the sitting room. Oh, and possibly the creepiest part of this? The candle room also had a mirror. You see where this is going, right? Once a samurai told a story, they had to go to the candle room, blow one out, then look into the mirror. After a while, they'd rejoin the others. Since it is believed you'd see something odd or paranormal after extinguishing the last candle, one of the reported stories involved a giant hand dropping towards the samurai. One of them swiped the hand with a sword, and the hand was actually a giant spider. Guess it was a good thing they had their weapons. If you shivered about hearing the spider, samurai would have mocked you along with those who were scared before the end. But don't worry, you're safe here, and I don't judge. Aside from the spider, a female demon in white robes and black teeth is said to appear. If all of this still seems tame to you, Samurai would sometimes draw out the Hyakumonogatari's suspense by stopping after the 99th story and sit in the shadows until dawn. Alfred Hitchcock would be proud. The Hyakumonogatari spread to all social classes, and it became a regular event farmers practiced during one night of the Obon festival since ghosts and ancestors were plentiful. Hyakumonogatori also kept people cool on hot nights, since participants got chicken skin or goosebumps. So this was an old-school style of air conditioning. Now, a critical aspect about Hyakumonogatori was the stories were traditional, meaning they were very short. Like, we're talking a few sentences or less. It should be noted, I commonly find short stories throughout all cultures while researching our episodes, which makes it challenging to create longer episodes. But traditional stories also included things the tellers saw in nature, like a cloud or rock resembling someone they knew. Or someone could simply say, I saw a tanuki or fox yesterday, then extinguish a candle, since both animals were considered magical creatures. As Hyakumonogatari spread, People wanted more stories, and telling the same stories became embarrassing. So people scurried the land, collecting stories, published them, and included Hyaku Monogatari in the title, ushering the golden age of kaiden or ghost stories, where tales like Okiku became popular, and as mediums like plays evolved, stories became longer. An owl called in the night as the samurai exchanged glances. The green samurai scratched his chin. In the north, a man and his lover were woken when someone pulled their legs and tickled their stomach. They said their intruder was a woman who began strangling them. They broke free, and the woman vanished. They still don't know who she was. The green samurai went to the candle room. An extinguished candle scent filled the sitting room. Insects chirped outside. The green samurai rejoined his friends. The blue samurai nodded to the white samurai. Wearing white tonight, Wolf. The she-demon wears white. You think she'll show up? Wolf adjusted his white robes and gave a toothy grin. How do you know I'm not her in disguise? Tanaka chuckled in the corner. The blue samurai smirked, 
I'd like to see how black her teeth are. He went to the candle room. An extinguished candle scent wafted into the sitting room. Bushes rattled outside, and the blue samurai rejoined the others. Wolf faced the servant. Tanaka, he gestured to the table's corner between him and the blue samurai. Please. Tanaka's jaw dropped. He scurried between the samurai. His trembling finger pointed across the table at the green samurai. You know, the woman you mentioned, he stuttered through his chattering teeth. A village claimed one of their women was strong and had magic powers. After she died, her ghost haunted them. Maybe it's the same ghost, huh? The samurai contemplated this as Tanaka went to the candle room and loudly blew out a candle. Wood creaked above the samurai. Thumping from the candle room quickly approached them. Tanaka ran into the room. The samurai laughed at him. He laughed back, waved them off, and joined Wolf's side at the table. Each samurai shared stories, while Tanaka occasionally shared one. The darkness claimed the participants. Four silhouettes shared the table as one candle flickered in the far room beside a mirror. The green samurai chuckled. I'm surprised you haven't vanished, Wolf. Maybe he is the she-demon, the blue samurai said. A nervous laugh bellowed from Tanaka. If Wolf saw the she-demon, he'd kill her, because Wolf always survives. Everyone laughed except Wolf. Blue samurai crossed his arms. It doesn't matter if he is. I'm not afraid of anyone, demon or otherwise. Wolf nodded. You are the most fearless. Even wounded, you killed a dozen soldiers before dying. Wolf faced the blue samurai. You sacrificed yourself to ensure victory for our last battle. He faced Tanaka, and all of us would have died in that night attack if you didn't show up with our horses. Please forgive me for not seeing the archer who killed you. Tanaka's toothy grin broke the shadows as his head vigorously nodded. The silhouettes bowed to Wolf. The extinguished candle scent filled his nostrils. A rooster crowed. Light seeped into the rooms. Wolf wiped a tear, scanned the empty room, and left. I'd still like to participate in a Hyakumonogatari, but a traditional one with traditional stories. Dr. Glenn Grant often told me about his Hyakumonogatari, and I could understand how things can get old fast. Since modern stories are long, their elements repeat, and tired storytellers slow the pace. Also, technically 100 candles is essentially a small indoor fire, adding heat to an already hot area, and some can be extinguished by a stray breeze. It's also expensive since smaller candles won't last, but consider the time things will end. Let's say a modern story averages 6 minutes. That's really fast. Anyway, that'd mean you'd be trapped in a room listening to stories for 600 minutes or 10 hours. That's crazy. That's almost half a day. Talk about failing to be considerate to your audience. But I digress. Today, Hyakumonogatari has been illustrated in art, popularized in anime, manga, and video games. To accommodate longer modern stories, 10 candles are used for a Ju Monogatari. I'm sure it's fun, but modern versions would include modern urban stories like The Slender Man. Sorry, not a fan. 
Since Hyakumonogatari's technical aspects make things difficult, many Obon festivals usually have a ghost story night. Since Dr. Grant's business was in Mo'ili'ili, he'd host a ghost story night. Following his passing, his business partner Jill gave me the honor of hosting the event. I did my best, shared stories, personal investigations, welcomed others to share their experiences, and hoped I did Dr. Grant proud. So basically an extended live version of our show. Going back to repetitive stories, I can totally relate, which is why I strive to provide variations when writing your stories. Neil Gaiman mentioned he enjoys providing fans with an unexpected story they'd like. That is my approach with our stories. A big mahalo nui loa to Leonara in the UK for giving us five stars and leaving us a review. She actually left us two reviews. So mahalo nui loa and thank you very much. Wow, 100 episodes. I'd like to say a big mahalo nui loa to you for being a listener. Because really, I wouldn't be here without you. Thank you to my friends and family for their support. I hope to continue making all of you proud in my endeavors of sharing our stories and our culture. Thank you to childhood friend John Yamasato of High Sessions for allowing me to use the High Sessions catalog. Miko and Matt Duffy, aka DJ Triple Bypass, for supplying us with music during our early episodes and pointing me towards Tavana. Mahalo Nui Loa Tavana for allowing us to use your song, Mystery, for our theme song. Thank you to Sound Effects Factory for posting music and sound effects for people to use for free. Thank you to Mike Oceris, Bill Maderos, Stephen Cunningham, and Aaron Nakano for being my soundboards that help shape this podcast and offering constructive criticism. Thank you to Thomas Umstead for continued advice. Thank you to Curtis Cam and Jim Kawashima for being my mentors and providing legal support. Thank you to Scott Uihara for being a friend and a podcast co-host from a previous show. 808 Movie Guys will return. And of course, thank you to Kento or Kenneth Komoto, who started podcasting with me back in 2004. Our show, Off the Air's Geek Nation, crossed over into radio via Hawaii's Kumu AM. That was my first step into a larger world. Mahalo nui loa to Dr. Glenn Grant, his business partner Jill, and my fellow ghost hunters. Mahalo nui loa to Rob Welsh, Elsie Escobar, Dave Jackson, Rob Greenlee, and Libson. Mahalo nui loa to Amanda and Julia with Spirits Podcast, Nat and Allie with Let's Get Haunted. Also, mahalo nui loa to all of my teachers, and I deeply apologize if I forgot to mention anyone. A big mahalo nui loa to our Patreon members, Jessica Bullock. Edward Pueohenki, Cassie, Felisa H., The Makuli Guy, and of course, Ren Shepard. Honorable mention to Ren's husband, Scott. Your featured Hawaiian song is our theme song, Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kaneshiro. I also wrote our original stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is mo'olelo. Mo'olelo is Hawaiian for story. An example of mo'oleno is, I hope you enjoy our show's mo'olelo. Once again, mo'olelo is Hawaiian for story. Again, thank you very much for listening. Here's to our previous 100 episodes and our next 100 plus more. Mahalo and a hui ho! I can hear the prophets of the Holy One Take me on a train to the rhythm town Where I can hear the saints to the sacred sound The wind will always blow the way And I know the tide's gonna rise again If only you just believe
baby.